good morning to you. Welcome to WKTY Outdoors. I'm Kevin Millar. Thank you very much for joining me this morning on the program. I hope you're having a tremendous weekend. Boy, I tell you what, you know, could not ask for a much nicer morning. That is for certain. Wow. Hey, also want to say WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Yeah, what a beautiful morning. And planned it last night. I'm like, oh, man, I, I am. Got a little time here this morning before I got to be in here for the show. And it's like, yeah. Threw the gear in the car and away we went. Went and did a little fishing this morning. It was good stuff. Good stuff. Found some, uh, and, you know, the beautiful thing is, and, and we'll talk about it here more in just a few minutes anyway, but, yeah, I mean, you know, conditions are, are getting better and better. Yeah, I'm having a good week in terms of fishing, that's for sure. Kind of bookending it, but it's been a good week. So, but no, this morning I, I you know, I mean, I'm not going to go terribly far because i got to be in here. And But, um, no, I just ducked over to the lagoon this morning for uh, a little bit anyway and did fairly well on the, uh, on the panfish. That was kind of nice. Found some nice, uh, some decent-sized bluegills who were uh, very hungry and eager to take my lure. Happy camper about that. Good stuff. And then, uh, yeah, I, I mean, just uh, found some found some nice ones. Didn't take very long to catch them, and it was just a beautiful. And they were, it's like there's like nobody over there. I really thought this morning. I mean, this morning looked. I knew it was going to be a nice morning, but I kind of figured there'd be more people over there, but there weren't. I was kind of surprised, but again, on the whole, it was a nice way to start the day. Guy kid did I. Did have a nice conversation with a, a gentleman over there, uh, uh, who uh, also had the idea to do a little early morning fishing, and except he was, you know, I was just using a regular rod and reel, and everything. he was he had the fly gear out. That was kind of cool, and he was doing he was doing well. He was fishing near I was, so we had a nice uh, had a nice conversation and. We both caught some fish. He caught some crappies, which I didn't tie into, but uh, I just found the uh, I just found the bluegills. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about crappie fishing a little bit later on too. I think he was fishing maybe a little. He was fishing a little patch of water that uh, was that that I hadn't really covered, and he was fishing I think a little bit deeper than I was. So I think he was. Yeah, he just he was just using he had a nice little uh fly on there and was pulling them in. So but yeah, again it was uh it was a good morning. Nice way to, to start the day. And uh taking you know, so uh, I guess I can hop right into the powerhouse marine hotspot report. Um yeah, you want to uh you want to check out places for uh, for fishing this weekend? Boy, take your pick. I mean, it, it's uh, it's good across the board. I think 
I mean, I don't really think that you can find a spot that isn't going to be good. Um, talked to the folks up at, at Fat Cat Bait up in uh, Tremplo, and, you know, I mean, first thing, I said, hey, how's the fishing? Best week of the summer. Okay. <laughs> you know it's going to be good then. <laughs> so if, if you're kind of on the fence about going out fishing, just that's it. Best week of the summer. Okay. So yeah, you're you're heading out fishing. There's no doubt about it. Um, but no, I mean we got to talking too. I mean, and and, and I, I think it's almost kind of across the board. I guess regardless of what species that you want to go for, uh, what you want to fish for, um, just kind of moving down the list here. Uh, wing dams. That bite has finally started to get going here. I, you know, we've we've the, the river stage has dropped. Um, right now it's sitting at uh, six six in Lacrosse and. Um, if the chart holds true, it'll drop under six uh, by next weekend. So that just means, uh, you know, the fish are just going to be more concentrated, and uh, that'll just be good stuff across the, like I said, across the board. Uh, and the flow is going down as well. So uh, that's part and parcel of that as well. Um, looking at here, let's see, uh, Dresback this morning, uh 44,000 cubic feet per second, which is considerably low. They're all kind of in the area here. They're all kind of in that, that mid-40s range. I guess a, a little bit of current, a little higher down in Genoa. They're at 52,000 cubic feet per second. But, you know, Winona, Trempolo, La Crescent, Dresback, uh, all around at 44,000 cubic feet per second. So, which isn't, uh, you know, I mean, it's it's flow, but it's it's not bad. Um you know, it's it's manageable. So, but the uh, the walleye bite is uh, is doing well, um, especially again those wing dams. That's I think that's probably the if I'm going to pick a hot spot, and maybe I just have to put plural on there hot spots because those are going to be the places that you want to check out, and you certainly have uh, you certainly have plenty of those to choose from in the uh, this stretch of the river. Um, but uh, yeah, you want to do a little walleye fishing? Yeah, just kind of maybe drift on over some of those uh, wing dams and, and do pretty well. Uh, channel cats also uh, doing well on wing dams too. Uh, they were saying so. Um, definitely, uh, definitely got the bite going there. Um, actually, they were saying they took a gentleman, one of the customers up at Fat Cat, took a kid out fishing the other night and uh they ended up i think they what was the total here 115 pounds that's not one fish but you know what i just 115 pounds of uh of catfish which is pretty pretty nice evening i I think got a happy kid uh saying one of the fish was like 34 i think he said what 34 and the 31 and a couple of 20s so you got a very happy kid there (laughs) <laughs> you know that's uh that's good stuff so happy that that uh happy that that happened so but yeah the catfish bites uh doing well um the panfish bite too is uh and, and like i kind of saw evidence of this uh this morning here that the panfish bite has started to pick back up again too uh the crappie bite uh was was doing very well um 
you know, they'll eat anything that you kind of put in front of them. So whether it's uh, red worms or crappie minnows, you, know, you want to find some nice size crappie. Yeah, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk more about that here in just a little bit as well. But uh, yeah, and and same holds for bluegills and sunnies as well. Um, just drop a little uh, little worm in front of them, and doesn't have to be anything terribly big, and away you go. You'll find them pretty quick. Have some. Fast and furious action there with the bluegill bite. Maybe do a little sorting, but yeah, I mean, you find the right little piece of cover for them. I, where I was fishing anyway, it was just, you know, it was all rocks and everything, and they, I think they were just kind of waiting to ambush stuff as it kind of floated by, but, um, you know, find some down trees. Yeah, those are always good places to to check out as well as far as the uh as far as the bass bite goes uh, again that's uh that's doing well um, whether it's largemouth or smallmouth um top waters and jig baits and i i still contend that's got to be one of the funnest ways to uh to catch basses on top waters you know so that's that's cool and I'll talk a little bit later. Actually, there was that BFL tournament last weekend as well, and they did pretty well. Had a nice, nice tourney there. So, so the bass bite is getting going. Um, didn't really talk so much about where to go, but I, you know, you're looking for places with some good cover, you know, weeds and places like that, backwater areas. Find a nice, uh, nice bass bite going. That's saw a few boats, nice bass boats headed out this this morning here too. So it was, uh, I, th- I think, I think those guys are going to go check things out. And like I said, you got a beautiful morning for it anyway, and just absolutely gorgeous. It's not too humid yet. It's it's pretty nice. So looking. Uh, yeah, I'm going to try and sneak out maybe again later this afternoon or early this evening. So that sounds like sounds like fun. But again, you know, like I said, the powerhouse marine hotspot that that I would pick, um, I would I would go with wing dams. You know, find a wing dam. You know, do a little walleye fishing. Um, maybe do a little cat fishing if you want. But uh, um, I think wing dams are going to be your going to be your best bet if you want. Some, Want to get some nice, some nice walleyes? Um, yeah, that'll that'll be good. That'll be good. So check that out. It is eight twenty, and I'm going to take a short break and come back in just a couple of moments here, and we'll talk a little bit more fishing on WKTY Outdoors on WKTY ninety six seven FM five eighty AM. heard the stories of the hot spots where the fish are biting and you're thinking, man, can my old boat and motor get me there? 
Here's a solution for that, a new Bennington pontoon that's powered by a new Mercury motor available at Powerhouse Marine. Not only will this provide you with the way to get you and your fishing buddies to the hot spot, but you could also enjoy the day on the river with your family, do some great sightseeing, or if you're a fishing boat kind of guy, how about a new low fishing boat with a Mercury outboard motor? A new low boat is great not only for fishing, but also for pulling water skiers. Nobody knows boats and pontoons in the area like the guys at Powerhouse Marine. Plus, to help you find your own hot spots, check with different hummingbird fish finders also available. Maybe you just need a new trolling motor. Powerhouse Marine has a great selection of new Minn Kota trolling motors. So whether you're looking for a new pontoon like a Bennington or a new low fishing skiing boat, check with Powerhouse Marine and get to your hot spot today. As a fisherman, you want your bait to be the best of the best. You know, sit back and enjoy the exhilaration as your bait does the work. Welcome to Fat Cat Bait and Tackle in Trebolo, where the bait is frisky, very frisky, like jolting, jerking, juttering, jumping, right out of the bucket frisky. Live bait in shiners, rosy reds, spikes, willows, suckers, waxies, and beaver tail. And with all things fishing, it's your sunny summer fishing land. Fat Cat Bait and Tackle in downtown Trebolo. Live bait guaranteed to catch fish or die trying. Fatcatbait.com. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land. You roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. Before we hop back into talk of fishing here, let's uh, take a quick peek at the uh, sports calendar for this weekend. Uh, we have got a couple of baseball games for you, as a matter of fact. Hopefully the uh, the crew can... Make it two in a row over the Colorado what a, what a Colorado Rockies. What a, a great game last night. Um, former logger, Eric Thames. Ooh, man, he crushed that thing. <laughs> that, was, that was a great win uh, down, at, uh, down at Miller Park. That was fun. That was fun to watch and listen to as well. So, yeah, the, uh, the crew is back in action uh, starting at 535 this afternoon here on WKTY, and then they'll wrap up the weekend series uh, down in Milwaukee at the uh, game tomorrow. Uh, that'll start at 1235. Again, both games here on WKTY. And then uh, they've got the day off on Monday, and then they're back in action as the San Diego Padres come to town for a game Tuesday night. So looking forward to that. Ah, what a fun season this has been. Always fun. Give a listen. Let's enjoy it. Enjoy it while we can here. Well, let's see. Oops, had the wrong thing popped up here. But uh, no, I was just gonna, and, and I was gonna before I kind of talk a little bit about crappie, crappie fishing. I was gonna share my experiences. Of, I went trout fishing uh, last weekend, last Saturday night, as a matter of fact, up by uh, 
uh, Ettrick, my buddy Jeff, and his uh, wife Michelle, we all went out for a while. Enjoyed it considerably. Had a great time. A lot of fun. And uh, stream access, very nice. And um, let's see. I think I saw two other people, and they were kids, and they weren't fishing. So (laughs) we had a rather nice, lengthy stretch of stream uh, all to ourselves, which was very beneficial. And it was kind of fun. You know, it was it was fun because uh, it, it had been a while since I'd, I'd, I'd been trout fishing. Um, but uh, um, it was fun just to kind of, you know, be able to, to kind of read the water, learn, you know, remember how to read the water and um, look for those little bends and those little pockets and little slack water places. That was, yeah, so that was... That was that was kind of and it was a beautiful evening, you know, very nice to be out and about doing some fishing. So, and I have to admit that I, you know, we I brought a couple home. So that was uh, very enjoyable. They tasted really good. The guy I was talking to this morning was saying we were we were talking about trout fishing and. and Never had them. Sm- I've never had smoked trout, so I'm gonna have to try that the uh, the next time I head out and catch a few. But certainly, I you know, and caught m- way more than we kept. So, um, but just you know, enough for a meal. It was very pleasant, but it was a nice night, and the, you know, no bugs to speak of or anything. So, on the whole, it was uh, was it a very enjoyable evening, and I missed. <laughs> I don't know how many I missed. Oh man, I know I, I missed one that was probably minimum fourteen, probably you know a little bit bigger, but and that was like the first one. That was like right out of the gate, and it's like. Uh, And after that, they were all a little bit smaller, but they were still, you know, they were nice. I obviously kept a couple of them. They were nice size, so, but it was uh, it was good fishing up there. And again, you know, I I, I think too, uh, it, it'll, you know, we, and and certainly deservedly so. Talk a little bit about uh, all the fishing down in Coon Valley and and uh, you know Coon Creek and Spring Coulee and. You know the streams down in Vernon County as well, man. You know, it, just don't limit yourself. And I, I think that you know there's some just phenomenal fishing in a lot of places that people just either don't think about or don't really, uh, you know, yeah, they just don't think about it. It's just kind of you know, like oh, there's a nice little creek down there. I wonder if it, you know, and. and doesn't really get word of mouth or anything, but yeah, there's there's a lot of decent creeks and things like that with you know natural reproduction. So if you ever get the opportunity, like I said, uh, fish some places that that maybe you you haven't been to around here. You know, check out some of those spots that you know 
Uh, and and one that kind of comes to mind, at least here in the immediate area, is like Mormon Cooley Creek. You know, there's, you know, I think some probably some diehard trout fans are fishing there. But if you're not a you know a huge trout fishing uh, junkie, um, you know, there's there's places out there that uh, you know, and and it, I, I guess I think about these kind of places too because it's it, it's. You know, they don't get a ton of pressure. They don't, you know, the fish don't see a lot of lures and and, uh, things like that. So, consequently, I, you know, get the conditions right, and I think we're in a good spot right now um, that, uh, you know, again, find some of these places. You know, I've heard tales, guys talking about, like, some fishing, like the Lacrosse River. Uh, up near Sparta, places out in Monroe County, you know, you generally don't think about Monroe County or Trempolo County, for that matter, for for trout fishing, you know. And I hope I'm not, you know, I'm not giving any secrets away here, but you know, these are kind of the kind of places that are worth checking out, you know, just fun little places. Again, kind of off the beaten path, and um, again, in terms of pressure. Ah, forget about it. There just isn't, uh, there really isn't any, you know. I'm sure a few guys know about it and, you know, in hushed tones, they share locations and places and everything, but. There's plenty of opportunities out there to, you know, Wisconsin's got just some great streams. And and, and that's certainly, and, and Minnesota as well, man. I know they have some southeastern Minnesota great trout fishing. So many places there. Um, this upper corner of northeast Iowa as well. Also some tremendous fishing. Year-round fishing as well over there. Um, so certainly some wonderful opportunities. And again, you know, I just you just don't read and see an awful lot about. Uh, about some of these places, some places again are deservedly famous, and so. But uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of little places that you just need to find and hunt down, and you know, put those on your your little map, and it's like, yeah, I'm going to go here again. So, enjoy the good places and have fun and. Catch some fish. That's what I did last weekend, and certainly, uh, certainly enjoyed the evening. So, like I said, you get a chance check out some of those streams up in Trempolo County. Uh, there's some there's some good fish in there, definitely. Okay, uh, and yeah, and was looking at the uh, the driftless here, kind of getting a report down in that neck of the woods as well. Um, great time. This, this is, I mean, probably got another hour, hour and a half. Maybe a little bit longer this morning because there's some cloud cover, um, but uh, um, yeah, fishing down there is is doing very well um, right now. And I'm just, I'm looking at the getting very aggressive strikes on hoppers, so it's that time of year when the the hopper bite really gets going. So learn to read the water and. 
And don't be afraid to drop a, let's see here, um, um, when in doubt, fish deep, a competition-style, heavily-weighted beadhead nymph rolled along the bottom or underneath undercut banks can even get the fussiest summer trout to eat, is what it says. So, Fishing, uh, the, the conditions, the, the streams are in really good condition, uh, nice and clear. They're a little low. And I could tell that last, even last weekend uh, up, uh, up by Ettrick as well, that this, the stream was down. It was, a little, it was still a little... A little dirty, but not uh, not too bad. Probably just enough to be beneficial, you know. So, but it was a again, and didn't really see uh, that much in terms of uh, insect activity. Uh, it looked pretty quiet there. Um, so I don't know if that was just. Uh, I'm not sure what the deal. I mean, there was some insect activity, but weren't seeing in some of that slack water area. Um, you know the fish rising to, to come up and catch some of that stuff. I admit it. I was using a uh, chunk of night crawler, but um, yeah, just didn't see an awful lot of uh, an awful lot of insect activity. But yeah, the fish were there. They were hungry. Made the most of it. Okay, let's uh, let's do this here. Let's shift gears and talk a little bit. Uh, we'll shift from trout to crappie. How about that? Okay. Yeah. Um, get notes here. Ah, click the wrong button. There we go. And, you know, just like bass, other fish, trout, what have you, you know, locating where these fish are hanging out is, of course, the first step in having a tasty meal or two. Uh, one thing to remember, too, is that, and, and, and I kind of saw that, I don't know if this was the case this morning or not from what I saw over at uh, the lagoon, but anyway, um, and, and crappies tend to school up, um, so if you find a nice size one, there might be, there, there's likely some more there, I should say, um, but I think these were more uh, in the open water. They weren't really up against structure, at least the ones like I saw the, the what I saw this morning, anyway. So um, that's something to uh, to keep in mind. We'll talk more about that as well. And um, maybe there was some structure uh, underneath that that uh, that they were they're keying in on. Obviously, you know, if if you're you know shore fishing, and guy was with, who came in and started fishing as well. I mean, we were shore fishing, so um, but if you've got you know. You're in a boat. You got your depth finder. Help find that right kind of structure that uh, that crappie tend to prefer this year. What you're looking for are, are drop offs or edges along uh, river and creek channels, um, and additionally, too, for that matter, you're looking for stumps or logs or brush that um, crappies can kind of get in and hide and and uh, have some cover uh, or just you know, find an ambush point that they can wait for the bait fish to come by. That was the other thing that I saw this morning, too, was that, you know, had a couple of nice-sized schools of bait fish come swimming by, um, which I think was why where I was was all right in terms of the fishing. Um, but, yeah, it, it, you know, crappies are going to hang out in that, that kind of cover. Um, and crappies, too, uh, in terms of the way they stack up, 
they don't. They they flatten out, if you will. Um, they they'll school horizontally, all at roughly the same depth. Um, and again, the depth is going to depend on such factors, you know, structure, uh, water temperature, clarity, that kind of thing as well. Um, and really, uh, depth could be anywhere from you know four to twenty feet. So um, it can be kind of difficult sometimes to specifically predict where they're going to be. So again, if you find one, make note of where you took that fish in terms of uh, you know the structure, depth, cover, that kind of thing. Um, crappies as a school also like to suspend in open water, but um, it is in the vicinity of those previously mentioned uh, cover elements. Um, and again, too, they're following the bait fish around looking for uh, a meal. Um, I mentioned earlier that you need, you need to, to use a depth finder to locate the ledges and drop-offs that hold suspended crappie. You know, for shore fishermen, you know, you don't have to worry. There's places you can access as well. Um, you won't have to, you don't have to walk very far along any kind of shoreline to find a tree down in the water as well. And again, these are great spots to find summertime crappie, other fish as well, of course. But, um, you know, that current, uh, depending on, you know, if it's a lake, it's one thing, but I mean, if it's on a, a river system of some kind, you know, the, the, that tree is going to create a current break and, you know, Find, create some slack water spots for where crappie can wait for the bait fish or your lure, for that matter, uh, to uh, to just come by, letting the current drift in on in. Um, and, of course, that kind of brings us to the next part of the summer crappie equation, which is lure selection. Um, many favor, you know, crappie or flathead minnows, and, and it is hard to argue with that choice, um, you know, you're presenting what the fish are actually looking for and putting it right in front of them. So, you know, the setup is simple for a vertical presentation. Just hook the minnow through the back of the body, um, not the lips where it can get pulled off the hook easily. Um, they seem to stay a little more active that a little longer as well. Um, preference is just a light wire hook and some split shot um, for the rig as opposed to a jig especially if you're working in brush or other cover areas where you know you're going to get hung up often or the potential is there for getting hung up. Um, and light hooks are certainly cheaper than a bunch of uh, 32nd or 16-ounce jig heads. Um, some folks prefer to use a, a pencil bobber, even a slip bobber. Uh, others, no bobber at all. You know, or they just keep an eye on the end of the line and, you know, and probably, I think if I was fishing a little bit heavier cover, I'd probably put on, be using six pound, but you know, four pound, I think you could probably get away with as well. I mean, certainly don't need anything terribly heavy duty uh, to uh, force a fish out of uh, out of its hole. Um, but yeah, if you're working, you know, a tree or something like that, and you're just kind of dipping the rod in there and and fishing little spots in that tree that are open. Yeah, maybe a little bit heavier line. You're going to be bumping up against some tree branches and everything, and you want something a little bit more heavy duty. So that's what I would. And I think let's see, what was I? Yeah, I had four on this morning. So um, 
regardless, once you've got that minnow rigged, just you know, move it around the area that you're working. Adjust your depth if you're not finding anything. Uh, crappies are bottom-up feeders, meaning that uh, when they attack a lure or attack a bait, fish, what have you, their prey, um, they come from underneath. So you want to place that bait uh, just above their depth for, uh, for the best results because they'll come up and grab it. Not to say that they always prefer minnows, but, you know, same type of setup works just as well for small chunks of nightcrawler or waxy, grub, what have you. Um, crappie will let you know. And in terms of size, the crappie will let you know what, what size works best. They're, you know, good chunk, a little, you know, piece here and there, what have you. Um, and if you're like me, you know, I tend not to use live bait. The simple reason, I, it, it's like, I know at some point I would forget and leave a container of worms uh, in the car. I don't think I'd leave minnows in the car. I, I, I know I wouldn't wouldn't be doing that, but I know I'd forget the minnow or the worms in there or something, or I'd leave them in my tackle box. Or, and yeah, that's just wintertime. That's one thing. Summertime, ooh, nasty. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, not the most pleasant smell in the world. You're going to need a lot of air fresheners to get that smell out of your car from a uh, uh, friend's experience, speaking for a friend, something like that. Regardless, but, you know, fishing artificials for crappies is uh, a little bit more uh, difficult proposition because they are, you know, finicky about color selection. You know, if you use a blue tube jig today, um, they're probably not going to bite on it tomorrow. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. So to sum it up, there is no consistency to their choices that you can, you know, reasonably put into a definable pattern. And that's okay, though, because it, it's called fishing and not catching. That's what makes it kind of fun is to be able to figure out the problem every day. Just make sure that you've got, you know, good jig size, jig selections and uh, different colors. Um, I mentioned a few moments ago jig size, too. Uh, crappies have small mouths, so small jigs are the order of the day here. 64th, uh, probably, a, I guess, you know, if you find some bigger crappies, maybe an eighth of an ounce. Um, but, you know, small tube jigs, twister tails, even, a, you know, small beetle spins can work to jazz up the action. Um, I like those little beetle spins. Got a nice little green-orange pattern that... Uh, with a double tail body that I always like to use. I haven't had a chance to use it much this year, but it's a fun little bait. And fairly available, fairly readily available, and not to mention uh, inexpensive, too. You don't have to spend a lot for artificial crappie baits. Now, if none of those work, you can always try a little small crankbaits for crappie, either by trolling or casting out from shore. Um, I've got some. I haven't had a chance to break them out yet, but um, I kind of like I, I need to get that done. I've been waiting for the water to come down here, so now maybe I can do it a little more uh, field research, as it were. <laughs> but they're in the tackle box uh, to try if. Something's not working, and it's like, yeah, let's give that a try and see how it goes. So, 
something to something else to uh, think about as well. So, yeah. And if you're you've read any articles in fishing magazines, you know some crappie fishermen like to use real long rods, you know, twelve to fourteen footers uh, for their fishing, and they have a benefit, even though they can be a bear to hold all day long. Um, they're nice, like I said, and, and, and I mentioned this a moment ago, if you have to work in a, a small hole or a brush pile and, and you need very precise uh, locations here, you can't just cast it in and, and you know, um, do that. I, I call it dipping. Um, if you got to do a little dipping to get in those little holes and see if you can find a, a fish in there, um, these are great for that because you can do that and, and get in there without having to really spook the fish in the boat or, you know, if you're on shore or anything like that. Um, and those are real fun to, fun to fish with. I've got a couple of those at home as well that, uh, that I like to use. Um, but the nice, the, the ones I've got have a nice sensitive tip to detect those real small sensitive bites of the crappie. Um, although my preference is an ultralight rod, um, not only, of course, is it sensitive enough to pick up light bites, it's a bit more challenging working the fish to shore, um, or in the boat for that matter. Um, that just is a little more, I look at it a little more challenging. And as far as the time to head out, uh, this time of day, really a good time. Uh, that late afternoon, early evening as well. Um, doesn't necessarily matter that much to the fish. Uh, with the the water warmer water temperatures, uh, and it's in a good range right now, mid seventies. Um, their metabolisms are at their highest, so they can be active all day long. You know, so if you want to get out on a bright sunny day, um, you know, yeah, go for it. Just means uh, you know, got a good opportunity to catch a fish. You want to go out in the middle of the day. I think the fishing pressure might be a little less as opposed to like in the morning here or like I said in the afternoon, late afternoon, early evening. Um, take your pick. Or if you want to, you know, have a little different take, go at night. Many of the same locations work as well then or work well then uh, as well. Although the uh, the bait fish will likely seek shallower water that's maybe cooled a little bit by night air. Um other places to try are bridge pilings, railroad trestles. You got those on the backwaters all in a lot of places. Um, again, these places usually offer some kind of uh, current current break. Um, crappie can be holding, you know, behind the pilings in the slack water on the downstream side, of course, um, and varying depths, you know, depending on the location. Um, Another thing too is, and, and yeah, I've seen it time and again. Don't be surprised too if you end up with a bass or two on your outing. You know, they're after the same thing: food, of course. Uh, and you, know, you present a nice little minnow there, and it's just kind of hanging out there. It's like, yeah, they'll chomp on it. So to wrap this up now, if I had a boat, which I don't, uh, you know, and I don't think I'll be getting one for my upcoming birthday here in a few days. Um, I don't want a GPS unit to take with me. You know, and I've talked about this before when it comes to marking out spots for ice fishing. Uh, you know, picking spots during the warm weather months. Um, mark those down. 
obviously you can use them again during the summertime, of course, but um, these are good places to think about in terms of uh, uh, winter fishing as well, which we'll have here in the not too distant future, but it'll be coming. So yeah, you find a you know you find fish in a good spot, you know, mark it on the GPS. Um, make it a little easier to find the fish when uh, when you have to. So that is a, a quick uh, well, not really a quick look at a little crappie fishing here during the summertime, the late summer, uh, and things again are, are really starting to pick up, which good stuff. Got to take a break. Be back in just a couple of moments with more of WKTY Outdoors here on WKTY 96.7 FM, 580 AM. As a kid, you loved going to Grandma and Grandpa's house. It meant limitless exploring outside, running through the fields, playing in the barn, or a hike through the woods. They had the land, you roamed free. Get that freedom again. Talk to Tony Ryerson from Coldwell Banker River Valley Realtors. Land for hunting, farming, or timber, whatever you're looking for, Tony can find it. Make the smart investment. Get the plot of land you've always wanted and can finally afford. Your inner kid thanks you. Contact Tony at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. A rewarding job with Growth Awaits. Right now, Ready Bus is looking to fill CDL driver positions. They've been a part of your community for over 50 years and are expanding by accepting applications for bus drivers in the Onalaska and La Crescent School Districts and other areas. No experience is needed. You'll get paid training, but experience does earn you higher pay. They'll even help with licensing fees. Apply online at readybusline.com or call for details at 507-895-2359. Ready Bus. Imagine the places you can go. If you'd like to talk smack, then don't miss the Jim Rome Show. Ron, you made it in under the wire. Hi, Ron. How are you? What's up, Romy? How are you doing? Good. How about you, Ron? It's actually Ryan. I didn't want to clarify it. It's not Ron. It's Ryan. Why'd you do that, Alex? You don't like that call. I don't like that call. Why'd you do that? Not a very good call. All right, so you hear me ask. Why did you do that, Alvin? Alvin ran him, and all the guy did was correct me because I said his name wrong, and I said his name wrong because Hawk gave me the wrong name. And I said, Alvin, that's really not fair. Why did you run that guy? And Alvin's response was, quote, don't correct the host. I called him by the wrong name because Sparrow wrote down the wrong name. The caller kindly corrected me, and Alvin murdered him. Don't miss the Jim Rome Show weekdays from 2 to 5 on WKTY. WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. A little celebrating going on this weekend, as a matter of fact. Going on today, starting in a little bit better than an hour, as a matter of fact, up at uh, Perot Park. Uh, by Tremplo, as a matter of fact. They're uh, celebrating their centennial this weekend. 100 years of Perot Park. Named after Nicolas Perot, a French explorer and diplomat um, who was one of the first Europeans in the upper Mississippi River Valley. So, John Latch, a Winona businessman, had the land and donated it to uh, uh, the state for a park and 
he asked that it named be named in honor of Perot. So there's all sorts of things going on today up there. Uh, history programs, children's events, prairie hikes, uh, and uh, and much, much more. So, And, of course, you can always, if you want, hike up Trempolo Mountain. But, yeah, everything gets underway at 10 o'clock this morning uh, uh, with an official presentation followed by cake and refreshments. There will be programs from 11 until 2.30. And then uh, at 11 and 2, there's going to be a... Uh, uh, Live Raptor program, which is going to be cool. So, yeah, there's activities for the kids and the uh, Mississippi Valley Archaeology Center from UWL is going to be talking about the native cultures that lived in that area uh, beginning 13,000 years ago. I didn't realize it was that that long, but they've done excavations up there and everything, and uh, it's pretty cool. So if you're looking for something uh, something fun to... Uh, do with the kids. It's a beautiful park. Uh, just very nice to uh, to be up there. Maybe hike up to uh, the top of Brady's Bluff and Perot Ridge. There's uh, and I, I guess I didn't realize there's like 15 miles of hiking trails there. Park is almost 1,300 acres and certainly some absolutely gorgeous views of the river up there. So. And uh, everything starts at uh, at 10 this morning. Throwing out some, uh, in one little last bit of news here for uh, wrap things up. Uh, congratulations to uh, uh, Nick Trim of Galesville. He won the, uh, the BFL tournament last weekend, the uh, Great Lakes Division tournament on the Mississippi, and picked up 6,100 bucks for... Uh, bringing in his three-bass limit of 12 pounds, three ounces. Actually, he was almost two pounds better than uh, uh, Kevin Rue from Alaska, who finished in second. He had 10-10. And uh, let's see here. Jeff Krishner also had 10-10. Uh, Nathan Huss had 10-6. And in fifth place was uh, Tom Monsoor, local pro. He had a, a three-bass limit of 10 pounds, three ounces. So, but yeah, one of those was a... Uh, a four pounder. Not bad at uh, not bad at all. So, the biggest bass in the uh, boating division, four pound four ounce bass, on the co angler side. Let's see what was that four pounds even. So some decent uh, some decent fish on. Uh, I think it was a decent weekend. Last Saturday was a, a nice day. So good stuff. Got to take a short break. Be back in just a couple of moments to wrap up WKTY Outdoors in just a couple of moments. Here on WKTY, 96.7 FM, 5.80 AM. Great deals are going on now during Menard's Door and Window Sale. Mastercraft is the only name to know for quality doors. They're factory assembled to provide the best fit and perfect seal every time. Save on a pre-finished lakeside steel exterior door. It features an energy-saving core and triple insulated glass with patina accents and weather-resistant composite frame. Only $359, good through August 4th. Now, during Menard's Door and Window Sale. Save big money at Menard's. This fan update is brought to you by Pottawatomie Hotel and Casino. Find your win during another exciting Brewers promotion. 
Kids be a part of a major league moment. Every Sunday home game, nine lucky kids ages 6 to 13 will stand next to a Brewers player during the national anthem. Pick up an entry form at your local PNC Bank. Learn more at brewers.com slash promotions. Stay tuned for more Brewers baseball presented by Potawatomi Hotel and Casino. Find your win at Potawatomi. WKTY 96.7 FM 580 AM. Welcome back to WKTY Outdoors. Got just a couple minutes left to go on the program for today. I want to thank you again for listening to the show and let you know that WKTY Outdoors is brought to you by Tony Ryerson at tryerson.cbrivervalley.com. Get the home or plot of land you've always wanted. And uh, just looking at an updated forecast here that uh, the chance of showers and maybe a thunderstorm um uh, got bumped up to about 30% now so if it be like yesterday where it just was kind of those little spotty showers here and there i don't know if it's going to be like that again today but uh uh just uh, right now they're saying mainly between 4 and 5 o'clock so later part of the afternoon so if you want to head out and do some fishing now is probably a good time to do it if you're not already out there um and then uh again it's only about a 30% chance but um, and it looks like uh, it's not going to get quite as sunny as uh, originally thought. It's going to be, we're still going to see a high of about 87, but uh, uh, mostly cloudy skies throughout the day. So there's that as well. So just something to think about if you're uh, you're headed out on the water uh, later on today. Just kind of keep an eye on things and make sure you're, uh, you're safe. But otherwise, I mean, gosh, get out and enjoy it. I mean, you know, we're finally kind of at that point been a lot of folks have been waiting for all summer where the conditions are just in a good spot and the the fish are biting the fish are active i think they're kind of making up for lost time as well you know so you know we've got a bit of summer left to to enjoy so that's that's always a good thing you know and then we'll maybe slide it'd be great if you know we had a nice slide right into the fall bite boy that'd be be great and that's you know that's going to be a good good bite so and again uh, like i said talk to the folks at fat cat bait this morning find those wing dams you know check out the walleye bite crappie bites doing well the bass bites doing well find some top waters and fishing good stuff as well regardless of what you want to go for just get out there and enjoy it have some fun with it be sure of course to take the kids along as well and Teach them the joys of the outdoors. That's all part of the experience as well. I've got to wrap things up. Thanks again for listening. I want to thank Powerhouse Marine, Fat Cat Bait, and Tony Ryerson for sponsoring the program. We'll see you next Saturday on WKTY Outdoors. Wisconsin Sports Leader. Touchdown! WKTY Lacrosse, 96.7 FM, 580 AM.